Welcome back to another episode of Sports Rundown. I'm your host, Z, and joining me today are my co-host, Waddles, Jackson, and Josh. This is the Sports Rundown podcast where we are four college students coming to you from the campus of Palm Beach Atlantic University, here to bring you all the sports and all the news that goes with it. All right, welcome back to our first episode of the new year, and we're going to get started with, with college football and going over our standings for the for the bowl pick Yeah, so Josh just absolutely wiped the floor with us. Clearly, he knows something that we don't know, so if he could share some of that knowledge, that'd be great. Make Z stop talking. You know? Yeah, so um, I'll tell you right now, I just wasn't trying in the regular season. That was basically all it was, because you guys were flaming me about that, because I would never get 500 or more every single week of pick during – very true. Season. Hey, I was just warming up. Okay, that's just the warm up. I would like that's just to how say it is. if I if you guys would go in like if we go in chronological order of the bowl games in groups of ten, I went like ten for ten, zero for ten, zero for ten, ten for ten. I was just hot and cold. That like it was rough because I I was at the highest of highs and the lowest of lows during bowl season. It was rough. I will say, me and Z both cut the or Josh had a huge lead on us, and me and Z both closed it a lot as we both finished eight for nine. But Josh had too much of a lead. Out of the the forty two games, Josh got twenty seven correct. I got twenty four, and Z finished with twenty two, which is so bad. I started off so good. You did. You did. And you did go over. I went over five hundred though. I did not, but that's Ooh, okay. That's rough. We can. I just, I know your dad it was, was giving so you crap com- in your house. It was just so competitive. Like, all of the games were. Like, they started off, eh, oh, well, their games, you know, fun to watch. But they ended in such great games, especially the New Year's Six games. Yeah. No, the New Year's Six, don't even get me started the on, New the, Year's Six on the games two were, game. They were great. One, honestly, probably the best one was... The matchup between Michigan and TCU ended up being the highest scoring bowl, bowl semifinal ever. I don't know if it was the highest scoring. It wasn't. There was one that was like 104. Was there Actually, no, it wasn't higher score. than the Georgia-Oklahoma one yeah. from a right. few years no, ago. No, I think Baker it Mayfield. had. But it, it had the highest scoring quarter in it. That's what it was. It was yeah. a great game. TCU, Michigan had a chance to win. There, there were some controversial calls in the game, but yeah, overall every, it was a great game. I think both games of the college football playoff oh, both had games. some controversial calls. But I think I, I've gotten to the point where I feel like we talk about controversial calls and the refs a lot, so you must have to prepare for something like that to happen. Like it's almost a part of the game Yeah. at this point. Honestly, I expected different types of controversial calls. Like I expected things like, Oh, a uh, missed pass interference, or oh, a called pass interference earlier in the game, but not something as dramatic as a targeting call that could give Michigan another chance to play, the, especially when it was, in my opinion, a very clear targeting call. Like, there were just so many things that could have gone differently for so many different reasons, uh, and some of them were the players' fault, some of them weren't the players' fault, some of them. Honestly, everyone's to blame as to how the games went, how they did, in my opinion. But, yeah, this, I mean, it was a high-scoring game, but the difference in this game was TCU's defense coming up huge with with the two pick sixes. Because offensively, 
TCU actually scored more offense, or I'm sorry, Michigan scored more offensive points than TCU. Well, I just, regardless of controversial calls, like I said, I've already stated that I think that's a part of football that you almost ever prepare for. Is TCU was the better? Did they played like the better team? They were the better team in that game. I would agree. They played a better game because Michigan just. They relied on big plays, and they'd get those big plays, and then something would happen, and then they couldn't do anything with that big play. And that's where Michigan needs to work is following through. They can't just rely on a 76-yard pass and assume that they can score the touchdown because they need to be able to run that one extra yard. Because even even if you get the pass, even if you should have had the touchdown, you should also be able to run the one yard into the end zone without having to fumble the ball. Like, obviously... Should have been a touchdown, but at the same time, should have been a touchdown the second time they had the chance. I, w- I would agree with that. You want to yeah, talk I, about big – oh, wait, Josh, what were you going to no, say? No, I thought the same exact thing. That's all I was going to say. You want to talk about, you know, big moments and struggles in college football playoffs. Noah Ruggles just about had the biggest moment of the entire bowl season and blew it. Ohio State's kicker. He did. Oh, yeah. That, let me tell you what. Wow. Did you, I see, can't, did you see that it was at the same time that I did see that. The that as dropped. the ball dropped, he yeah. missed it. Yeah, watching that live with that game on the computer because only a few people care about the game, and then that ball on TV, we were watching like there's what in the world. I was like, he's going to miss it right at right into the new year. Greatest thing to happen. I thought all it was year. game. I thought Ohio oh. State had done it. No. Okay. But there was I, no reason that that game should have relied on a single yeah. field goal from that far they away. Blew it. But either way, I thought that it was the opposite. I thought he was going to blow it because my dad had noticed right before that he wasn't warming up on the sidelines or anything. At least from what we saw a couple minutes or on that drive leading up to his kick, he was just standing there on the sidelines ready to go. So he seemed pretty confident, but at the same time, when you see kickers like that, then they t- tend to overthink it, and that kick was not even close. No. I mean, the memes after that? Oh, my gosh. But I genuinely, I've never tried to kick a field goal in my life. I would have had just a good of a chance. <laughs> as far off as that was i don't know if i could have made it that distance but i could have made it go that far left watching how it spiraled it wasn't spiraling forward it was spiraling sideways that made me think that that could have been it could have had to do with the hold like we'll we'll probably never know for sure but that could have been a problem with the hold as opposed to you don't see a kick go like that though you can have a you can have a bad hold but i mean that kick i don't want to know what was said to him in that <laughs> locker room back on campus? Are you kidding oh, yeah, me? Yeah, no, I would. Oh, I am walking my dorm room door and never leaving. Like, no, yeah, dro- dropping out potentially. I, I mean, mean, you see professional athletes like talk about like, hey, don't get my family death threats. Or like, hey, I know I messed up. You know, you know, don't come after me and my family, bro. The, uh, that dude was that man was. For his life. I'm about to say that man had to have been in the middle of Columbus, Ohio, yeah. where you have the entire state rooting for you. And you do that. <laughs> and the entire state is now rooting against you in every way possible. They want to know your address. <laughs> Wild. His, imagine being his roommate, though. That would 
That would be terrible. He's okay. gone. He's I gone by the time he comes back. <laughs> a lot, of, a lot of people are putting a lot of emphasis on the kick. However, it's a team game. It is, well, yeah. and not just that, but Ohio State blew two 14-point leads throughout the game. They did. Uh, so, like the fact that Ohio State had two 14-point yeah, leads to to lose is a whole nother. Yeah, that like I was do, not expecting doing that against Georgia. I wasn't expecting it either. They played very well to get those leads. And then However, they gave up 18 in the fourth quarter. 18 points right at the end, too. Like, they weren't, like, all throughout the quarter. It was touchdown, field goal, touchdown, missed field goal. To and and they gave game. up 17 in the second quarter to blow their first run. Like, they closed both halves very poorly. And that was, that game was just pre-gaming us for USC Tulane. <laughs> that was, yeah, a but great way to end yeah. the bowl season. Great way to end the bowl season. But, you know, it's not over. Until tomorrow night, we have the national championship, Georgia versus TCU, the Horned Frogs versus the Bulldogs. How are we feeling about this game? I honestly don't know what to expect. It's Because I wasn't expecting TCU to come out and play how they did against Michigan. I will say that. Well, I guess I was because, I mean, I got the pick right. Z, <sighs> Z was. I'm, I'm still going with Georgia. I don't see Georgia blowing them out, though. Like, I see TCU, like, fighting to keep this a close game. I still think Georgia's top to bottom has the better roster. I am hoping, by all means, that this is a very exciting and a really close game because that's what we want. And that's, based on this whole this whole season, it showed us that what we're expecting is not nearly close to what's actually going to happen because it's everything's unpredictable. Like, you realize the fact that, like, they're also just people, and they're doing exactly what they've been trying to do. And when it all comes together, it's not like the, the papers don't show you what's actually going to happen. So I think this game is going to be super unpredictable. Like and Everything says Georgia's going to win, but also everything says TCU's going to win. Like you, you really cannot prepare for how this game is going to prepare. In recent years, there's always been a clear favorite who has just dominated. Also, like LSU a few years back, Clemson when they went perfect, and I mean – Clemson, the one, uh, was it Trevor Lawrence, 2018, when they went 14, 14 yeah. and 0, and they, their closest game was something like 21 points, and then same thing with that 2019 LSU team. Like, we've had seen some dominant teams recently, and this year, it's competitive yeah. across the board. No team is dominant. Is, but no, I feel okay. I feel like Georgia. I wouldn't put them on the level or anywhere near that of the Trevor Lawrence, Clemson, or the. Oh Bruno no, this year. not not at all. But they have been the best team this year. I'm just a lot a lot because of their defense, which doesn't set them up well for the college football playoff. Because if you have a great defense, but a team scores on you anyway, then you just have to try to keep up, and that's what happened against Ohio State. I have a quick question: What would you think about? the Georgia defense last year against TCU's team? Because you've noticed the difference between Georgia this year and last year. Their secondary is god-awful. It, ha- it has got Ringo, like Ringo in there. Statistically, their defense has been comparable. Like they've given up It's like been comparable, but at the same time, you, game, you notice what happened with ha- Ohio they State. They have more of a weakness this year that was exposed against Ohio State. Yeah, when they're going up against that level of talent. I think it depends on... On what level TCU's offense is clicking on? Because we've seen a TCU offense that, when it's firing on all cylinders, I think you can have the best defense of all time, and it's not going to matter. 
to a certain extent. Okay. But I also think we've seen a TCU offense where it's like, you know. Okay, I will say, yet the game, their last game against Michigan was about the pretty close to the best we've seen TCU play. All but year. that was just overall as a team, though. But you go as a team a th- few weeks prior to their Kansas State game, and they were barely surviving in that game. There, there were game. Well, they had one of their best games of the season to beat Michigan. This is a, and they still won despite being outscored on offense. Michigan got more yards, more first downs, more time of possession. Like, Mich- Michigan had the edge in most areas. Like, this game came down to those two yeah. pick sixes. That's going to be hard to bank on against Georgia. Yeah. Like, I don't think that's, like, how they beat Michigan is replicatable. Like, they got slightly outplayed in most areas of the game. Not by much, but, like, they got slightly outplayed by Michigan. And they won off the two pick sixes, which credit to their defense for coming up with those plays. But also credit to their defense for giving up 45 points in that game. Like, you you have to think about that. Like you can. We know the Big 12 is not about defense, though. So well, yeah. We knew Michigan was going to score a yeah, lot. Yeah, that's really what it comes down to. Here's we what you got to look at. We have to think about TCU's offense against Georgia's defense. Because, to be completely honest with you, I don't think TCU's defense has any chance of stopping Georgia's offense. Really? I don't. I, I don't think, think so. so. I don't think. I think this game I is coming down to. I think it's going to be different from what the Michigan game was. I think this I, game there's is. There's no com- way they're going to have two pick sixes again like they oh, did against. Not necessarily, against but I think TCU's defense can. If T, I think. Michigan's, despite what the stats may say, watching Michigan and watching Georgia, I feel like Michigan has a more crisp, more efficient, better offense. They don't rely as heavily on the defense as Georgia. Now, I don't know if they have, against the TCU team. We did not see. I think TCU can handle. I'll make my pick. I think TCU wins the national championship after what they did to Michigan. And I will again. What we talked about controversial calls. I would not be surprised if we see something and it enrages some team, some team's fan base. You know, just off the charts. We've seen it so many times recently. But I think this TCU team can hold Stetson Bennett. You know, legit. I'm not worried. I'm I can I think TCU can win and I can say confidently that they'll win, that I think they'll win, but I think it's going to be a close game. Because look at this Michigan TCU game. It was a close game, but TCU took the lead from the very beginning and they never gave it up. Like, the whole time it was TCU, TCU. It was close. It was, and but there were times where it looked like Michigan was, like, about, where Michigan was a stop away from being able to take the lead, but... And I think I think we see a similar thing against Georgia. I think TCU gets out, and they get going, and Georgia's right there the whole time, but they just don't get there. I think the Horned Frogs pull off the national championship. It's going to be a great day in Fort Worth. I will say, I think the recipe for TCU to win against Georgia... Is going to be they have to they're going to have to create some turnovers and they're going to need a monster game out of Quentin Johnson against the Georgia secondary, which it I I think that's very likely that he has a career game against Georgia's secondary. However, I I don't think they'll be able to get enough mistakes out of Georgia's offense to win this game. 
So I think the Bulldogs, I think Bulldogs are going to win in a one-score game. Oh, I think, yeah, definitely one-score game. But like, like I said, close game, but I think it's a comfortable win, but it's a close game. Good competitive game throughout. I don't see TCU taking this because of how we saw their defense play. Obviously, they have to, they have to get stopped. It's the only way that you can stop or that you can win the game is you have to be able to stop the defense at the point because you can score as many times as you can. But if you also never stop the Georgia defense or the Georgia offense, you're not going to be able to win the game. They have to be able to find ways to stop them, and turnovers, like you said, are going to be their best way to do that because that gives them more of an advantage. And I also think that Georgia defense, they're strong enough that they can stop TCU at times. And so it's going to be – because we saw TCU giving over turnover after turnover. I mean, the Michigan-TCU game is so many turnovers. It was actually atrocious to see the ball get turned over that many times. So that's where I think TCU has that edge is TCU's getting turnovers, but they're also giving up turnovers. And that's where I think Georgia's going to be able to come in and have enough stops on TCU that they're going to be able to win the game. Josh? I just feel like in, in terms of turnovers, Georgia's going to be a lot more crisp than Michigan was. In that, in this game between CCU and Michigan, they relied on that too much. Yeah, they ha- held the lead basically the whole game, but I don't feel like they're going to be at that point against Georgia, like you're saying. I don't think TCU's going to be in control of the entire game. I know that's how the Ohio State-Georgia game went, but... I don't know. But the the biggest factor, and you said in your words, like, this is a Big 12 defense. So, like, George, George is going to be able to score points just based Yeah, because they gave up like 530 total yards to Michigan. Georgia's offense has actually been one of their better offenses this year, averaging close to 40 points. They have way too many so weapons. George is going to be able to score some points. TCU, the reason I think they'll struggle is I don't think they'll be able to establish a run game or get Duggan scrambling consistently against Georgia's front seven. So their offense, like, they they need Quentin Johnson to have a huge game, which I, I don't think without establishing a run game, I don't think TCU will be able to to keep up with Georgia's with what George is going to do there. That's also a good point. Defense. That's part of what they're going to have to do. George is going to force them to pass the ball the entire time. And look at how Duggan's been the past two games that he's played, the Big 12 championship against Kansas State and now against Michigan. He's running around all the time. That is He's very having true. to focus on that running and throwing the ball out of the pocket. He's not going to be able to do that. I don't think he'll be able to do that. He can't do that as well against, against George's yeah. front seven. Yeah. Like, I feel like that's the difference maker he, as well. He, he needs to get some huge – some huge passing break open the game plays to Quentin yeah. Johnson. Defensive like well, we we have seen him do that. We have. we have. And that's why I said their their path to winning is opening up the passing game with Quentin Johnson and getting some turnovers. I'm not doubting and they'll get any points or not. I think they will. but And we have to see the TCU team that played Michigan. We can't see the yeah. TCU you team. Ha- you would have to we, see. We have to. Do, I agree with because you. Because yeah. you have to see TCU any at their best. If they're any bit not what they played against Michigan, their chances are out the door. Yeah. If we don't see a TCU team clicking how we know it can, then it's not. Yeah, I agree. And that's been one of their biggest faults all season. I will agree with that. The inconsistency of what's actually going to happen. They'll be able to bait Stetson into maybe a turnover or two. But in the end, 
Georgia is able to come back a lot, a lot stronger than I think Michigan did against TCU. If anything, if 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 it comes to that point, I think. If but it, I don't think it will. I think and I, Georgia, and Georgia should be able to get key stops at times. Michigan yeah. wasn't. I think if it really comes down to it, we could see a Max Duggan takeover, like how we did against Kansas State, where he just kind of lets. That's loose. where. That's where but TCU did, but has did they to win. win that game. I don't think. Hmm? But did they win that game? Off uh, here, here we go. Off a controversial call, no. But I've said that we can we could see a controversial call. I'm not doubting that at all. I'm I'm almost ready for something to happen. I think George is gonna not not blow this game out, but I think they're gonna have enough of a margin for lead that a close call can't quite bring it within. No, TCU's you're right reach. though. It, it can go one of two ways. Either for TCU to win, it has to go how they played last time, or like you were just saying to where Max Duggan has to have the ability to take over at the end of the game. They have to keep it low scoring, if anything. But there's not a good chance that happens, in my opinion. If anything, it'll be high scoring. But I got Georgia regardless. All right. Well, that's our picks. I I hope it's a great game, though. I do, too. And and I'm excited that this is, like, fresh blood in the championship. Oh, 100%. It's going to be I'm very excited TCU is in this game. 100%. Well, that's it. Tomorrow, 7.30 p.m. our time. Game from Sophie Stadium, SoFi Stadium, <laughs> Los Angeles. Bro's been around too many girls, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Love you, mom. <gasps> Catch us on the run. Catch-